It is almost time for the holiday break, and the Jets have one more present to unwrap before they finally cast off, at least for a few days, and get a well-earned break. The Jets are going to face Boston at home, and it should be a fun time for the Jets to potentially get their 20th win of the season. We'll dive into all of that on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Evening, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee an avid Winnipeg Jets fan, and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcasting platforms and YouTube. Doing so, of course, is free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. Most of all, though, we just love and appreciate your support. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKDOWN NHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for additional details and locational availability. Now, like I said, the Jets are uh, just about ready for a holiday break. Obviously, Christmas is coming up, and with the Jets ready to potentially take a few days off, um, they'll be back on the 27th, but before then... You know, perhaps Santa has one last gift under the tree. And so far, you know what? If we're talking about nice gifts, Winnipeg season has been a, uh, a rather pleasant one, I think, for all of us as fans and for the players. But of course, they've got one more test before they uh, perhaps call it quits for at least a few days and get a nice, well-deserved break. The Jets are going to be welcoming in the Boston Bruins, and Boston is an interesting team this year. They're pretty high up in the standings. Uh, they're one of the top teams in the Atlantic division. But I think if you look at um, how this Bruins team has kind of accomplished this record so far and how they've gotten to where they are, you know, this team sort of stands out as one that perhaps might not be as offensively dangerous as you'd expect, uh, especially given their record. And perhaps, you know, the goaltending and defense might be doing a little more heavy lifting than, you know, we're, we're, we're being led to believe. I mean, they've only scored 97 goals this season, which isn't all that many, right? The Jets have scored 104. Winnipeg seems to be, you know, doing this generally at even strength because we know the power play isn't really helping. And so the Bruins offense, I think, is one that, you know, for the Jets should be one that they might actually be able to match up well against. And when you look at the line combos, Winnipeg should have a, a pretty fun time going against this team. The first line is Marchant, Zacha, and Pasternak, which if you told me several years ago Pavel Zacha would somehow end up on a first line, I just would never have believed it. But here he is. Um, and it's not really because he's a first liner. It's more like, well, they still haven't re replaced Bergeron yet. So obviously uh, kind of a, a first line by committee, but, um, you know, Pasternak still is amazing. Marchand is still very skilled. Zacha has generally filled in admirably, I would say, for a guy who has traditionally been like a middle six center. So, hey, if they're making it work, perhaps there is something to it. Second line is James Van Riemsdyk, Morgan Geeky, and Jacob DeBrusque. And honestly, I didn't even realize Morgan had ended up here. Uh, Geeky has bounced around a few teams. And, you know, the last I recall... 
Um, gosh, I don't even remember what his last port of call even was. Um, JVR, of course, is a guy that I was actually interested in last year at the trade deadline. Did not happen, and he just didn't get traded, period. So he went in free agency and ended up a Bruin. I actually like JVR quite a bit. I think he is one of the most underappreciated uh, forwards out there. And this year, he has really done well for the Bruins. So uh, a stellar signing, a very good deal. Probably not one the Jets would have been able to make because obviously he didn't sign for that much. And, you know, he goes to a team that he views as a real competitor. So, you know, kind of his loss because I think the Jets might actually be better this year. Now, uh, on the third and fourth line, you've got Heinen, Coyle, and Frederick, and then Lauko, Beecher, and Steen. Uh, for the Jets, I think Winnipeg's bottom six generally matches up pretty well. Uh, the third line, I think, is going to have a tougher time against the Coyle line. I feel like this unit of Heinen, Coyle, and Frederick might actually be slightly better than what the Jets have right now. Um, recently, the Lowry line has not been doing as well as it did at the start of the, se- at the, start of the season. Uh, it's definitely slowed down a bit, and I feel like, you know, there, there are some suggestions that perhaps a change might help out this this trio. But um, against the Coil line, Winnipeg might have, you know, a bit of a tough time. This might be where it would help for the Shifley line to be deployed a little bit more and maybe be able to just continue the excellence of what we've seen over the last five games. I mean, that line has just ripped apart everyone. So uh, I know that the Bruins are a really good team, but I'm expecting the Jets to do pretty well there against this unit. Fourth line, the Jets should definitely match it pretty well. I think Winnipeg very much has the advantage. Um, on the defense, I think, is where, you know, the Bruins definitely have the edge. You've got Lore and uh, McAvoy on the first pairing, Lindholm and Carlo on the second, and Wotherspoon and Shattenkirk on the third. So, um You know, obviously it's not that dissimilar to what Winnipeg has overall, but I'd still say that defensively, this is a pretty tight group. Um, And then, of course, the net, you've got got Swayman and Olmark. Both of these guys have been very good for the Spruins team. And overall, I just feel like, you know, defensively, right, this is going to be a tight squad. I don't think they're going to give up much. And I think the Jets are going to have to probably compete with – quite a few iffy no calls maybe some interference the Bruins have always been one of those teams that plays the edge and knows how to use the body effectively and occasionally get away with some well let's be honest interference because the league doesn't really call that so the Jets are going to have to be on their best behavior don't retaliate be smart because uh if you put them on the power play I think that could be real bad for the Jets uh you do not want to face down Pasternak on the man advantage so stay out of the box, stay disciplined, and the Jets should be able to pull this out at even strength. I'm going to predict a 3-2 win. I think it'll probably be narrow margins. Give me your score predictions in the comments below or at my social medias at Loco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter. Now, speaking of which, um, obviously, if the Bru- if the Jets win against the Bruins, Winnipeg will be up to 20 wins on the season. We'll talk about why that's such a special moment for the Jets and how it roughly compares to some of the previous seasons uh, in just a little bit. Before we go any further, though, I did want to shout out our friends and partners at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What keeps your vehicle, is, uh, keeps your vehicle up and running is also what brings home the winning trophy eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. 
from superchargers to roof racks, exhaust kits, LED kits, and so much more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, you can be sure the part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or you get your money back. With eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home the victory. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Every day, thank you so much for joining us in tonight's episode as we talk about, obviously, Winnipeg heading into a Christmas break with just one game left against the Bruins before they have a few days off. Now, the Jets might actually win their 20th game of the season before Christmas, which is pretty special. The Jets really haven't done this the last few years. Um, and obviously, you know, the Jets in previous seasons, uh, they've they've had a couple of years where they've paced similarly, but the Jets, you know, this is one of those seasons where the record feels legitimate. And I think for a lot of reasons, this feels kind of like um, maybe a barometer for how the rest of the season is going to go. Before we talk about how cool this is and what it really means to appreciate this kind of milestone, just wanted to let you know something really cool the Lockdown Network has now. We have launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Lockdown Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top stories of the day with our local experts plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Now, like I said, the Jets... Uh, you know, over the last few years, we've had seasons where Winnipeg has been good. Obviously, last season, the first half of the year before we hit January, looked fantastic. The Jets were well over 500. Things were going pretty smoothly. But you looked at the record and you kind of felt like there was something slightly illusory about it. Uh, I don't know if it was um, the mediocre 5v5 play, you know, the so-so special teams and the fact that the goaltending was doing really well. But Despite all the good vibes around Bones, I tended to feel like the Jets' record wasn't maybe as reflective um, as I would want it to be. And not because uh, I, I think, you know, the Jets were bad. I just got the sense that, comparatively speaking, right, compared to what we saw in previous years, it, it just felt like the Jets were going to crash out at some point. You know, the shooting percentage wasn't exactly at the best point. Um, and I think in a lot of areas, Winnipeg probably... I don't know. They were okay, and I think they maybe overperformed in certain areas, but you just felt like the bubble was going to burst. And you saw it later in the, the second half of the season where the Jets kind of finished with the so-so record. I don't think that they were particularly thrilled with what happened. Obviously, Winnipeg, um, you know, finishing 46-33-3 was okay. It wasn't great. It was okay. But, I mean, compared to the previous seasons, right, the Jets had seven more wins. Things were probably feeling better. Um, we hadn't you know, won as many games as, obviously, the 2017-18 season. That was the year that the Jets had 52 wins, and that was a pretty magical season. Winnipeg probably is not going to hit that again this year. Um, already, you know, the Jets have nine losses, where in that season they had 20, which is pretty crazy. Um, but... 114-point pace, man. Wow. What a team that was. All that said, the Jets are, you know, one win away from 20 wins. 
And I think that really is a milestone that's worth talking about. I mean, the Jets doing so before Christmas really shows that this year, you know, this is a pretty serious team. Uh, even if they crash out and perhaps don't do well, um, you know, by the start of the season or by the end of the season, maybe they don't make it to, you know, the playoffs as, as, as far through it as they want to. Maybe they crash out of the second round or something. I think for me, the process of how this team has come together and seeing it do really well at 5v5, seeing all of the improvements and the forward depth really kick in, and the fact that the Jets have generally outplayed most of their opponents and have actually earned the result out of it, for me, is something that's genuinely worth celebrating. I think this team has really fought hard to get to this point. I think Winnipeg has done a phenomenal job uh, kind of balancing a difficult schedule with you know, a lot of injuries. I think, you know, the Jets have really battled through quite a bit of adversity already. You know, they lost um, Velarde and Connor and a number of other players. And, you know, if you actually prorate the pace that the Jets are on right now, they are going to come very close to the 52 win mark, which maybe they actually could hit again. Do I think they're going to do it this year? I don't know. I think the special teams would really have to improve because uh, the power play the year that we had the 17-18 the team was like next level. Uh, that special teams unit was among the best the Jets have ever had. You know, Shifley down the middle of the slot just ripped opponents up. So I guess in a lot of ways, it's really impressive that the Jets are where they are right now without having actually um, scored all that many power play goals. Most of what Winnipeg's production is coming from is even strength, which is, again, really sustainable. That's the way you want to win. And so far, the Jets have proven that they can do it. So, you know, in terms of complaints this year, I, I really haven't had that many. I mean, this team is generally really, really well balanced. They're very deep. They're very strong. And, you know, getting your 20th win before December 25th feels like something that's really worth shouting out. Um, I think the coaching staff, whether it's been Arneal or Bones, they've both done very good jobs. You know, I haven't always agreed with every single decision Bones has made, but for the most part, you know, it's really hard to argue and fault his performance. He's definitely, um, for me, one of the guys who should be in the running for the Jack Adams. Again, last year he was too until that second half happened. But I think this year, if the Jets continue what they're doing so far and they continue to rack up wins like this, he's got to be a slam dunk. I mean, this team has really lacked, you know, a, a voice of leadership that, fans and the team can rally behind but i really feel like bones and arneal have done a great job i think you know with all that the team has battled through already whether it's been you know the bonus family's own issues and stuff off the ice obviously you know um rick's wife you know it was a really traumatic moment and i wasn't even sure he was going to come back and coach this year but you know he feels like he's been able to return um and and you know it's just great to see that everyone's really in a good mood we're really feeling the holiday spirit. Uh, everything is kind of coming up Winnipeg. So a lot to get excited about. And uh, in just a little bit, I want to hand out some early season honors. I think there are some players who are really worth acknowledging and perhaps giving some, you know, early season awards to. Before we go any further, though, I did want to shout out our friends and partners at Sleeper. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Mark Shifley could score 50 goals, the Jets could hoist the Stanley Cup, and you could win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for Daily Fantasy Sports, 
and especially hockey, because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. If you're a stats nerd who loves tracking things like save percentage, goals, uh, assists, plus minus, all that fun stuff, this is the time for you to get in on the action. Sleeper has all sorts of stats categories tracked for top stars like McDavid, Crosby, Ovechkin, Ehlers, Hellebuck, Vasilevsky, you name it, they've got it. And if you beat their projections, whether it's more or less, and you can beat them in everything from goals to saves, assists, like all those categories I just mentioned, you could potentially win big. All you have to do is get eight or more of these stats categories correct, and you could win 100 times your cash by playing daily fantasy hockey. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your very first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See the first terms of use for details and locational availability. Hello, friends, and welcome back to these closing thoughts on tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Every day, thank you so much for rejoining us as we hand out a few uh, early season awards. I, I guess these are kinds of like fun little honors partway through the start of the season. Obviously, you know, just stuff that's that's very premature. It's only, you know, 30 odd games into the season, about a third of the way through. Uh, so, like, don't go crazy reading into this. But here are some player awards that I think are really worth talking about. So let's start off with my first one. Uh, most underrated contributor. This one for me is going to be a really challenging one because I feel like the Jets have tons of candidates. Um, but for me, you know what? I'm going to go with Morgan Barron. Barron, since uh, last year, really has turned his kind of fortunes around with the Jets, I guess. Um, you know, obviously with the Rangers, there were some flashes briefly. He didn't play a ton there. And with the AHL squad, he looked like a pretty solid player, a guy who might be able to be a utility NHLer. But I feel like since coming to the Jets, he's become a real force on the forecheck and in the bottom six. Honestly, he's been good enough to where there were moments where I thought maybe he deserves like a middle six role, um, like the second line kind of role, right? He's really good at forechecking. He's got legit skill with the puck, and he does enough offensively to where it intrigues me. Now, I will say the one thing that it's kind of like held him back a little bit is that he just doesn't finish as many chances as you think he would. He's always in really dangerous areas. He knows how to get the puck to really um, lethal positions. It's just sometimes the finishing product hasn't always uh, been there, although I don't know that it's necessarily his fault. Maybe it's just a good goaltending. Maybe his release doesn't get to the right areas, whatever. All that said, he's been really effective, and I feel like he's been uh, just a quiet, steady contributor who's been very forceful, but very noticeable, um, and a guy that I have been very impressed with. Now, our second award, I guess we can call it the uh, uh, <clears throat> most improved, so to speak. I guess I'll give this one to Neil Pionk, which is a very interesting one, because like Neil, in a lot of areas, has perhaps not changed as much as some of the stats charts might make you think he has, but generally speaking, right, I think what I've seen from Neil this year has been uh, more controlled uh, and, and composed play on the back end. Like, obviously, he still has moments where he makes rough defensive reads and he'll miss stuff. He has, you know, crazy turnovers here and there, and he can kind of get himself into trouble. But what I will say with Neil is that I feel like his passing for zone exits has been cleaner. I feel like he's let breakouts a little more effectively. 
there's just small details to his game that have taken steps forward. And I think, you know, Brendan Dillon has really been uh, a good pairing partner for him to kind of limit some of the defensive mistakes overall. So like when I say most improved, right, I don't necessarily mean that we're talking, you know, a world shift of performance here for Pion, because I think overall, a lot of the stuff that's kind of been true of, of him over his career still is relatively applicable, but I have to still applaud uh, some of the defensive changes that he's made this year, because I do think he has actually taken a step forward. Um, not that, you know, we're looking at a guy who's elite defensively, but, you know, compared to previous years, I will, would take this version of Pionk every day over some of the previous seasons that we've seen him really struggle. So good for Neil. Uh, he's gone through a lot over this past season. Uh, you know, the loss of Adam Johnson, I think, was just a, an absolutely devastating loss. Um, and to hear Neil talk about it, it was just heartbreaking. So, you know, if anyone you, you could possibly root for, uh, Neil's got to be the guy. But, you know, um, just good good to see him doing really well this year. And I hope he can sustain it for the rest of the season. Now, the final award that I'm going to give out, um, and this is kind of like a, a fun one, I guess, because a lot of people are going to disagree, uh, I'm sure. But we'll call it the most valuable skater. I think for me so far... I've got to give it to Ehlers. Uh, Nick has kind of been the fire spark on whatever line he's been on since returning from, you know, the hernia that he had. Um, obviously, the sports hernia rehab can be a really complicated process and one where you might not ever get the full speed back of what you had before the injury. But uh, Ehlers has healed mightily well. Uh, and look, he doesn't have like 100% of the top speed. He's probably more at like 95%, I would say. But he has been an absolute menace. And since getting uh, paired with Shifley again, he has looked almost unstoppable. Uh, you know, Velarde really doing as well as he has probably has a lot to do with the fact that Ehlers just plays off of him perfectly. Nick is a super smart player. And yes, he does have some reckless turnovers. That I think is definitely worth uh, spotlighting. But overall, the net value of what you get out of his offense far outweighs all of his flaws. So, um, Early season skater award, I'm going to give it to him. I think he's been a monster. It's great to see him continue continue to be excellent and back to what he was uh, pre-injury. So let's hope he can stay healthy and finish out the year the way that we know he can. But let me know what other early season awards you have. Perhaps I'll do another one of these in the future. Let me know in the comments below and at my social medias at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. For tonight's episode, though, that is going to be all the time that we have. Thanks so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. We'll see you back here tomorrow with more Winnipeg Jets coverage, so don't go anywhere. Have a great one, and as always, go Jets go.